Hello, this is the warmed cockle of your finger heart. Us. And I'm that mysterious, elusive bubble that suddenly appeared in your phone screen protector, Ray. And you're watching... Skinny... Thoughts. <laughs> where skinny thoughts share skinny thoughts. Welcome back to this season where we're reviewing RuPaul's Drag Race. We're discussing All Stars 5, Episode 4 this week. So the queens are sitting down after the elimination, winding back down in the workroom, and they decide to open the box to reveal the votes. One Mariah, two Mariah, three Mariah, one Shay, two Shay, haha, and one India. So now the witch hunt for who voted for Shay begins. To which Mayhem and Alexis confess to. Um, what I don't really get is why like they would come out to it. Like if they really were out to play that game, why like would they not just lie about it instead of like fess up and go like him him ho ho? I'm trying to justify it. Mm, I feel like. They were trying too hard to find a million possible reasons to explain their decision when all they needed to say was, you're the biggest competition, full stop. I think if they left the explanation at that, if I were Shay, I'd totally understand them and just leave it there. But they might have complicated it into a bigger deal than it actually is, which is why there's a whole lot of drama about it now. But in any case, today's maxi challenge is She MZ, a riff off of the Hollywood entertainment tabloid TMZ and an improv challenge where the girls act in teams in celebrity scandal scenarios with the paparazzi. So the teams are as follows. First, we have India and Mayhem playing out the apprehension of a drag queen with itchy fingers. Next, Jujubee... Blair and Cracker play out the drag college admission scandal. Hmm, sounds familiar. And lastly, Shay and Alexis play two trashy queens kicked off of a reality housewife's show. So just off the teams and preliminary castings, what are your impressions? It's yet another comedy and acting challenge, and a team challenge to boot. Weren't we done with teams after AS1? Of all the teams, my expectation is that Shay and Alexis will be funniest because nothing is as funny as reality TV drama. Um, the group of three, Juju, Cracker, and Blair, can go either way, but Mayhem and India are both so quiet that I think they're in trouble today. Yeah, I think right off the bat, I'm also the most concerned with Mayhem and India. The two of them, as we know, have the most quiet personalities and tend to get overshone. Right Now, of course, this means that in a scene with just the two of them, maybe they may be able to navigate the scene better and not be overpowered. But also that is a question of whether or not they are able to like up the ante and power and energy of the scene in the first place, right? Not just to a satisfactory level, mind you, but to a level where it stands on par with the girls, right? Which can be really tough. And also, <laughs> Shay takes a pretty funny little jibe at the roles that they get assigned, saying they are just typecast. Um, what do you think of this, right? Like, which is better for a queen to be given a role that you know they'll be more familiar and comfortable with, or a role that you completely wouldn't expect from them? Mm, my thoughts exactly. The queens seem to be perfectly typecast and grouped based on their image in the competition thus far. Like, 
rigor mortis girl. And I think an unexpected roll from a queen might fare better, especially if they execute it flawlessly, because it shows us a side of them we haven't seen before. Whereas if a queen is comfortable playing a character who's almost exactly like how they are in real life, there's nothing new there and it's too safe. But it's always a fine line, because sometimes if the role's too far out of your comfort zone, you risk majorly flopping. So since most of today's roles do seem to be straddling that line, I was curious to see how they do. Looking at how the girls are working together, I think I'm most pleasantly surprised and curious about the pairing of Shay and Alexis, right? The tension from Alexis having voted for Shay definitely exists there, and it is quite palpable. But I think it's nice that the two of them are joking about it in small lines and jokes and like jibes at each other, rather than just keeping mum with tension that you can cut with a butter knife, right? So I think that type of candidness is definitely a good step for them to bridge their divide and start working together well. Mm. That tension is also something they can play off of in this scene and use to their advantage because that frustration, it's all real, baby. And hopefully, acting out those frustrations was cathartic and helped them resolve their problems better in some small way. I think another funny moment is definitely Jujubee stuck in between Cracker and Blair in the group of three. In between the two of them trying to wrinkle out their differences, right? Like just the scene in the show where we hear the conversation, but the camera just slowly hands in on Juju looking left and looking right, and then looking left and right, and that elevator thing music playing is is so funny. <laughs> we start with the Maxi Challenge improv, which is styled like actual videos from the all round unethical paparazzi site TMZ hosted by Carson as Cressley Carson, with on-site reporter and paparazzi Ross Matthews. Okay, okay. Now, before we get into the scenes proper, right, can I just say that the queens in their boy selves acting all like, hey, bro, bro, yeah, <laughs> and stuff is so hilarious. Yeah, right? The queens... The queens playing these aggressively heterosexual frat house dude bros was, to put it mildly, the single most uncomfortable experience of my life. Okay, okay. So the first scene is a riff off of the Real Housewife series, right? With Alexis and Shay acting as two disgraced drag queens fired from the fake housewives of Tuckahoe, right? So what did you think of the scene? I'm not sure why this didn't win. Because look, it had a well-timed story flow. It was full of campy comedy and drama. Both queens gave it their all and riffed off each other perfectly. I think this should have been a win. Yeah, I think Alexis, um, her performance here was the best of the week for me, right? Um, I think if I had to sum it up in one word, right, it would be comfortable. And I think that's really quite the most important in an improv or comedy scene. And the moments when she stuffed her food into her top and her yelling at the camera to turn off at the end, I think those were really good funny. And it really showed how she was getting more comfortable or natural in the scene. Mm. Next up, we have Cracker, Jujubee, and Blair. 
Jujubee is a rich and famous mum to trust fund baby Blair, while Cracker is the college admissions personnel Juju bribed to get Blair into a top university. Now, while the judges gave really good critiques for this group in general, I don't really see it that much. And I don't think it was really that funny. Like, I don't think that Juju B was that funny. And while Cracker was indeed quite funny, I think it was funny in a way that was very measured and calculated, right? It was very... It had very well-written jokes and actions, but not in that naturally and infectiously funny way that Alexis was. So I do think that Alexis did edge her out in that respect. Right. I do think that Blair was a really good partner in the trio though as she chimed in with her lines and comedy at appropriate times to be a relevant like plot point. Like that, um, this is good, keep going, keep going. And and yeah, I think this kind of method is a bit better of a way to play a bit back in the scene, right? As opposed to for instance what India did last week in the hotel suite challenge where she just like he became there. a ghost under the golden shower, shower head. head. Like, Boo. <laughs> yeah. I, I think the glowing reviews are just because Ross, as we have clearly seen over the years, is massively whipped for Cracker. She simply can't do no wrong in his eyes. I agree with you. The team worked together well, but it wasn't laugh-out-loud funny. Come to think of it, I don't even think I laughed watching them, I just exhaled a little harder than normal. Blair perfectly encapsulated the yes and energy this challenge needed, which refers to the key idea of improv comedy, and Juju and Cracker were funny as well, but in two completely different ways as you mentioned. And I also wonder why this scene was set outside a free clinic, with Cracker glancing around furtively trying to leave at the start, because... That free clinic bit went nowhere, and it didn't have anything to do with the college admission bribery, so why was it even part of the story? Yeah, that's... Oh, yeah, that's very true. I didn't realize that either. Right, and speaking of a plot point that went nowhere and wasn't even part of the main story, last up, we have India and Mayhem scene. Right, a confrontation between a drag queen with itchy fingers and a shop owner. And while I think the scene didn't bomb as badly as it could potentially have, right, it just felt a bit more clunky and not as comfortable as the others. Right. And at the same time, I think they tried to go a bit over the top with the whole liquor gag. Especially with the glass licking, oh my god, it looked really, really scary. But once again, right, it felt really out of left field and like it didn't fit right with the story at all. Mm-hmm. You just put two very quiet people together and unless those quiet people can be loud and funny when needed, which unfortunately didn't happen here, it probably won't end well. I will give them credit for trying their best, but at the same time, I wonder what unaired parts of their improv was funny enough to make them so confident of winning. Overall, I feel this improv challenge as a whole wasn't majorly hilarious for any team. In fact, the only thing that truly made me laugh out loud was the bit in the CMZ office where someone said something, and then Dude Bro Mayhem is like, that chauvinistic bro, and everyone gives him a weird look. That is the only thing that made me laugh, and it wasn't even intended as a joke. So, 
I think overall this is one of the weaker challenges this season. Mm-hmm, yeah, my I agree. I agree. And now the girls are preparing for their runway presentations, right? The next day on elimination day, and as the girls are gossiping about what stories they have related to entertainment tabloids, Blair shares about the article written about her receiving a DUI. And Mayhem shared her story about her two DUIs and sobriety, right? So for anyone who doesn't know, a DUI is driving under influence, right? So it's basically um, the crime or offense of driving a vehicle while impaired by alcohol. I think it's really important that these conversations are had on shows like this. And I'm really, really, really proud of Blair and Mayhem for opening up. By being vulnerable and revealing their struggles with substance abuse, they remind those going through similar situations that they're never alone and there's always a light at the end of the tunnel for them. Yeah, I think listening to Mayhem's story, especially right about her DUI, is really, really harrowing. And I feel so bad on her behalf. Um, with the recent revival of the BLM movement, with the incidents of George Floyd and Breonna Taylor, I think these smaller stories and incidents like these really paint a very sobering picture for all of us, right? Like telling us how pervasive the whole problem is. Indeed. These episodes couldn't have aired at a more apt time, and I'm glad these stories are being shared. So people are way more mindful and aware that these are the lived realities for so many black people in particular. Now... To the runway, runway, run, 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 runway category is Camel Couture. So first up is Jujubee, right? She comes out in this tightly fitted camel mini dress and a nude cape draped over her, right? While the inside of the cape is actually lined with the same camel fabric as her dress itself. I love this look, actually. I would even say it's a shoot for me. I think it has that sort of simplistic elegance that I would come to expect from the likes of Blair. And in fact, the cut and drama of the outfit actually kind of reminds me very much of something Gigi Good of season 12 would wear. Maybe because of the capes, like it felt very, it felt it had that vibe of her Girl Scout cape look. Right. And the Mm. fact that Juju pulled this out was all the more gaggy and unexpected. So this, I loved it. It's a very solid toot for me too. I can't possibly see what more extra touches the judges said they wanted because it was really working for me. Pure perfection from Juju once again, toot. Next is Miss Cracker with a very Ariana Grande-esque look with the whole silhouette, the thigh-high boots and the high ponytail. You'll already know how I feel about her awful grayish yellow flesh tone tights, which she is indeed wearing again, but this outfit isn't screaming like top toot to me. It's cute, and if I were a pop star, I'd want to wear this in concert, but it's only a soft toot for me, I'm afraid. Yeah, um, I completely agree. I think this is only a very soft toot. It feels a bit um pedestrian or like I guess a, a performance outfit right for me rather than a main stage outfit next we have Blair and Claire I do declare I don't really know how to describe this look in words like just audioly but she comes out with a tree concept 
with these big camel print ballooning sleeves that kind of look like the foliage of a of a tree and a high-waisted pant uh, that's in brown that has slits up the pant legs that kind of look like the trunk, right? So I would say this is a toot, um, but not necessarily for couture. I, I didn't really think it was very, very polished but rather i think it's more for camp and for over the top drama Mm -hmm. and that makes it all the more clever of a look because there's two layers happening here there's literal camouflage in using brown and green camel print to construct the whole tree outfit and metaphorical camouflage in that she could pass as a tree maybe a cartoon tree but still a tree and as always, her mug was impeccable, and I loved the butterfly details on the costume and her face too. Toot! Up next is Shekule in a cute blue camel print dress carrying a matching blue watering can. I honestly don't have much to say about this look, because despite that innovation in choosing blue camel instead of green, it's just so incredibly safe. It's quintessential shape, but it's a soft toot because this is the level we already expect from her, if not just a touch lower. Yeah, I think for me, this is also a soft toot. I think what we can really appreciate from Shay the best is her method of styling the outfit, right? She has a really good eye for detail for these kinds of things, right? And you can, and it's really evident here, right, from the lovely retro head wrap and glasses to the watering can and even her platform shoes, right? I think those let you see the kind of eye for detail she has. But to me, the outfit's shape itself doesn't feel very good, right? Especially with how loud that print is. I think that kind of makes her look like she has a traffic cone shape, which um, isn't necessarily what we are going for, right? Um, next up is Alexis, right? She has taken a bit more of a different spin on camel taking it in the context of a winter climate right with a white snow coat dress right i do like her approach but i think that given that her concept is a winter huntsman right she could have played that up even more and even had like a bow prop with her and she could style the bow even more like white and like with elaborate details and everything but yeah this is a two mm-hmm. this is actually my shoot of the week Everyone else went with fairly standard camo colours of brown, green, and blue, but she stood out by going for a winter white and grey camo. I found it a very artsy concept. Overall, it gave me low-key evil Snow Queen vibes and kept me very, very well-fed. Next up is Mayhem Miller in a pink combat Barbie leotard. While it's very cute, especially paired with the big hair, definitely very Barbie, Unfortunately, it's a boot, because ultimately it's just a leotard, and it didn't have much going on for it, so I found it a bit underwhelming. Yeah, I think boot for me as well, right? The outfit is by no means bad, but once again, similar to Miss Cracker, it falls as both pedestrian and sort of missing the assignment. Right. Well, she did say that it was supposed to be a Barbie in combat, that reference wasn't clear enough. Right, so maybe she could have leaned into it further with props like a helmet or a gun in her garters, right, to show that she's in combat, right? And if she really wants to show that it's a Barbie in combat, she could have, like, 
a dress on the outside that she strips off to show that she's you know, actually a double seven. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yep. And lastly, we have India Farah, right? India comes out in this red um kimono esque outfit with her red hair slicked back. Right. I think this is quite a toot, right? India's outfits this season have been really on point and they have a sort of um how how to say like refined glamour to them. Like sort of a more old school take but made re- pretty modern and relevant. And in this outfit she also kind of has like pretty superhero vibes, right? Which I think is really fun. Mm-hmm, agreed, but I was getting more rich supervillain in underground caves sipping whiskey on velvet sofa from the look. Um, the slicked back hair is what really made the outfit pop for me. And I love how well the dramatic dark makeup paired with the overall look and vibe. Solitude. Mm-hmm. And now moving to the deliberation, Rue reveals the top all-star of the week to be Miss Cracker. And the bottom queens are the team of Mayhem and India. What do you think? I've said it before and I'll say it again. Rigor Morris. Cracker, and her whole team too actually, was funny, but again, not laugh out loud funny. I actually thought Alexis would have won this. And unfortunately, bottoms were expected because their sketch was the most underwhelming out of the three. Yeah, I feel that while I can see that Cracker was good, As we said before, I don't think she was that good to be the top all-star because her improv was calculated funny and not lose your shits funny. For me, I thought Alexis was actually the one that did the best in the challenge. And meanwhile, for the bottom, I guess I really do agree, right? While Blair wasn't the star of her scene, I think the way in which she stepped back and let the others shine was the um, air quotes right way to step back because she had quippy and meaningful interactions with the team. So unfortunately, that leaves Mayhem and India as the only other team that underperformed. Uh And now to the lip sync. Ms. Cracker will be lip syncing against Morgan McMichaels from Season 2 and All Stars 3. Morgan's most notable lip sync is arguably two of hearts on her original season, which RuPaul lauded for the precision of her execution. In fact, if I remember correctly, it's one of Ru's favourite lip syncs of all time. This lip sync itself was actually really, really good. I think especially on the part of Morgan. Like you said, one of the previous episodes, Splits and Dips does not a lip sync assassin make. And I think Cracker was just hamming into the splits and death drops for the sake of it, right? Whereas Morgan really understood the tempo and feel of the song better. We could also see that she was more immersed in the moment, actually, with the song. And interacted well with, um, for instance, the audience, right? Like the other queens. Or Cracker herself, such as pointing at her punani quizzically or doing jump rope over <laughs> Cracker's little break dance like spinny moment on the floor. I, fo- I found those moments very hilarious. Very, very well put. Morgan frankly danced circles around Cracker and I wasn't surprised one bit because Morgan is so good at her job. I think Morgan nailed the song and her mood better and I loved her performance this week. So Ru announces this week is a double win, right? A tie between Cracker and Morgan. Personally, I 
don't think this outcome was really right as Morgan clearly won the lip sync in my eyes. But this also means that the gaggy possibility exists where both the bottom queens could go home if both their lipsticks are shown. <sighs> you all know what I'm going to say, so everyone say it with me now. Riga Morris girl. It, it was, was Riga Morris. Okay. <laughs> the production tea I heard was that Morgan was doing so much better than Cracker at first that they had to pause the lip sync midway to tell Morgan to tone it down. Morgan rightfully deserved to win. Also, here's another pet peeve of mine. Since last week's money rolled over, if Cracker were the only winner, she would win 20k this week. But it's a tie, so how come Cracker doesn't get half the amount, that is 10k, with the remaining amount rolling to next week? So... This lip sync was incredibly confusing for me. Yeah, but um, moving on to the elimination, right? Unfortunately, um, or fortunately, I don't know whatever, right? Uh, Mayhem's lipstick is actually the one revealed, and she is the bottom queen that gets the chop. So what are your thoughts? It's unfortunate that it was a unanimous Mayhem vote, and that Morgan, who's her best friend, had to send her home. But as she herself said, as the life of the party, you have to know your time to leave. And unfortunately, this did feel like that time. I know how you feel, Oz, about queens seeming like they gave up and left, but I don't think Mayhem gave up as much as she accepted that perhaps her style of drag isn't what the judges were looking for this time, so she knew when to leave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, moving on to like the style of drag right for instance I feel that unfortunately for Mayhem her brand is slightly less transferable to drag race than others right she's like mainly known for being the life of the party it's kind of a bit difficult to transfer that directly for instance to like challenges like humor improv or even like the fashion runways as opposed to for instance cracker's character whose focus is on glamour yet stupidity under that facade right that kind of character is a lot more transferable to the skill set required for the drag race challenges and in any case that brings us to the end of episode four I think personally for me, while Shay has been, track record-wise, a very strong contender for the crown, this week's episode in particular showed that other queens like Juju and Alexis, for instance, alongside Cracker, are also worthwhile contenders, actually, especially in comedy challenges. Agreed. At the same time, I have two lingering questions. Where are Blair's challenge wins? And how is India still here? I'm curious to see if they're just going to bottom their way to the top, and I'm looking forward to seeing that. So this has been Skinny Thoughts with Ray and Oz. Thank you for listening, and join us next week for another episode of... Yes. <laughs>